0: Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of 1 Thessalonians verse 5, or excuse me, chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, we are going to be having a pep talk. So today's readings are coming from the English Standard Version, and I encourage you to follow along as we study. The passage reads, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So today, I want to do things a little bit differently. Today, I don't have as much time as usual because I'm working a 13-hour shift today. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to just, you know, kind of go through this passage very devotionally. Okay, we're not going to be doing like an exegetical study today, which there is always a place for that. But what I want us to do is really just look at this from a very practical perspective, okay, you know, I'm working 18 hours today, you're probably working today, or did I say I'm working 18 hours? I am not working 18 hours today, (laughs) oh, that would be awful, I mean, that's probably what nurses do, but if you work a nurse's job, I'm sorry, and I thank you for your service, but I'm working 13 hours, so that's not as bad, but maybe that's what I'll use as my pep dog for the nurses as I work. But anyways, what we're going to be doing in this passage is just really looking at some encouragements from Paul. Okay, Paul is giving some simple, I mean, I really don't know how you would mess this up. If, I, if I'm unfaithful in how I teach this, just unsubscribe from this podcast because it's it's pretty simple. So... What we're going to do is we're going to do three points today because there's three encouragements. So, you know, we're not going to get too creative there. First is rejoice always. All right. The point of this section here is verses 12 through 18, 12 through 28. Excuse me. It's like like if you look at it in your Bible, it's like the smallest 16 verses like ever. Alright, it's barely, it's not even two paragraphs, and it's 16 verses. I don't know how that ended up happening. But it's also because, like, we have a two-word verse here and then a three-word verse. So they were very generous with their versing. But what we see is rejoice always. That's our first exhortation, is to rejoice always. And this is a lot easier said than done. You know, it is easy to wake up in the morning and say, like, rejoice always, man, it's gonna be a good day today, and then life happens, you know what I'm saying, then life slaps you in the face, and you're like, oh my gosh, and you go to bed, and you're just like, I'm done. So, how do we rejoice always? Because rejoice always includes those hard times. How do we do that? Well, there's two answers to that. The first, I would argue, comes with the next two points today so i can't say them yet the second (laughs) is having a view of the gospel if you look at this first epistle to the thessalonians you'll see that a very common theme is the return of christ this letter really harps on how we are to live in light of the second coming because Jesus is coming back and we need to live accordingly. We can't just be, you know, down here twiddling our thumbs like, all right, you know, he's coming back and I'll be, you know, I'll be doing some math trying to calculate when he's going to come back according to my calculations, you know, that you, that's not really a thing anymore. After like the 10th inaccurate prediction of the exact day Jesus was coming back, I think people were like, all right, you know, I'm done with this. But what we are to be doing in the meantime is being ready. We want to be ready for when Jesus comes back. And what we need to be doing is rejoicing. The way that we bring honor and glory to God and the way that we grow in godliness is by growing in joy in Christ. This rejoice always is rooted in rejoicing in the Lord, as Philippians 4 talks about. It's not a just a... You know, a cheerful, like, oh, man, I'm just so happy today. I don't really know why, but I'm happy. You know, it's not being like that. Rejoicing always says, I'm joyful because of the gospel. Because today, I woke up a sinner but a sinner who's been forgiven. That's how I woke up. That's what gives me joy. That's what gives me the motivation to be kind and godly. That's what gives me the motivation to share the gospel with others. That's what gives me the motivation to fight sin. Our joy is rooted in the gospel story. Not only in the fact that we've been forgiven, which is a really big motivation, but also in the fact that Jesus is coming back and that we are going to rule with Christ. That's really awesome, and Paul wants us to think about it. The second point today is that we need to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. This is, you know, it's very easy to... I like the first, step, first point, really. It's easy to talk about, But it's a lot harder to put into practice. Praying without ceasing. This is something that, you know, it's almost like, I don't want to say like attitude of gratitude, you know, that kind of thing or positive thinking. But it's kind of like an attitude you have where you just naturally go into prayer. You know, when you're at work and you have a little bit of downtime and you're just with your thoughts, you know, use that time to pray. Use that time to evaluate how you've done this past hour. Have you been rejoicing always? Have you been giving thanks in all circumstances? That's where you can pray without ceasing. Additionally, when we pray, we are really rooting, kind of looking to where we are in relation to God. It's easy to kind of get Just distracted with our day. It's easy to only be focusing on what's present, what's around us. But if we do that, then we're really missing out on what's best. We're missing out on the encouragement we can have from Jesus Christ coming back. We're missing out on the fact that we've been saved by the gospel. And all we're doing is focusing on, you know, flipping hamburgers or typing in numbers Or, you know, just doing family obligations because we have to. But when we're praying without ceasing, then we're thinking about God's love for us and God's commands for us. We're thinking about who God is. I like the acronym for prayer, which is CATS, you know, which is confession, adoration, thanksgiving, and supplication. When we're going through that, you know, you don't need to go through it like a formula, but we do need to be praying with a humble posture like notice in that cat's acronym supplication is last when we're praying without ceasing that does not mean always lord help me to get an a on this test lord help me get an a on this test and you know just doing that what we're doing is lord thank you that i can be in school lord thank you that i can be here thank you lord that you have put me here and that's what really praying without ceasing is and then finally we are to give thanks in all circumstances that is our last point today give thanks in all circumstances and this sometimes can take some work you know sometimes we're just like oh yeah you know if I'm at work and I get a really big tip you know I don't need this reminder give thanks in all circumstances you know, I'm like oh yeah you know I'm doing good thank you Lord but Sometimes I need this reminder when I'm exhausted, or when it's boring, or when I'm, you know, doing something that I don't want to do, or whatever it is. That's when you need these reminders that give thanks in all circumstances, and why do we? Again, I'm not trying to get you to have like an attitude of gratitude or positive thinking, because... Like, in my experience, these self-help things, they really work for the first, like, week. But after that, they just kind of fade out. You know what I'm saying? If you're just doing things off of willpower, you can go sometimes a, a good amount of time. But eventually, like, you wear out. If you don't have sufficient motivation that's outside of yourself, then you're really not going to be able to avoid burnout. But when you give thanks in all circumstances and then follow that up with, for this is the will of God, that's when you can really have that motivation. We can give thanks because we know that we are on God's plan. It's such good news to know that to really believe in the providence of God and the sovereignty of God. Because... It's just such an encouragement when you're at work and it's discouraging or when your family life is just blowing up in your face or when whatever it is. Because if you have a theology that is like, you know, you may be in God's will or you may not be, you know, this part of this might be God's plan or that might not be God's plan. When that's the case, discouragement can really set in when you can just be like i'm i'm not on god's plan you know or when you're not sure if you're in god's plan even that just doubt that can really hurt you but when you realize that you know i am on god's plan for my life you know there may be a hard part of this plan but i'm in that plan then you can have true joy. Then you can have peace and you can have hope for the day. You can really give thanks in all circumstances. When you know that the will of God has been planned from the beginning of eternity, when you know that the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord, that's when you can have real joy, when you can rejoice always, when you can pray without ceasing, and when you can give thanks in all circumstances. Because you know that the big details, they're planned out by God. We're going to reign with Christ forever. But also the small details, what we see in Jesus' ministry, you know, with The man who was blind from birth. You know, his disciples are like, who sinned? You know, who messed up God's plan? This guy or this guy? And Jesus is like, no, it was God's plan. It was God's will so that God could be glorified. That is good news, especially in hard circumstances. Treasure these verses, guys. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, not out of willpower, but out of the will of God. That's whose power you can have when you know the gospel and when you know that you have been forgiven and that Jesus is coming back and we will reign with him. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you've not already, I'd encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com. And another helpful thing you can do is tell your friends about us. Uh, it's really big way that you can support what we're doing word of mouth is still the best way to advertise but without further ado i'm gonna see you all next time